Hi. Welcome to Midwestern Maidens. I am Colleen. And I'm Heather. And where are your maidens? Where are the maidens? Um, yeah, so welcome all of our uh, maidens, misters, and maidens to our podcast. We appreciate you listening. Um, and we hope you like it. Um, what's new with you? What's going on? Um, I just started a really good series, book series. It's um, not that that Christian Catholic <laughs> one, is it? It's not. And for those listening, I don't, I read that priest book. Um, it's the most religious book I will ever read, probably, if I'm being honest. Um, no, this book is from the Ravenhood series. Okay. Another smutty series. Um, but it's like a modern, modern day retelling of like Robin Hood type. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The guys, chef's kiss, absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's really good. I read the first book in like five days and I'm a very slow reader. So mm-hmm. I was very, I'm on to book number two. So that's, that's a real highlight in my life right now. Good. What's new with you? Not much. Um, I'm trying to think what the hell I did this week. Are you feeling better <laughs> compared to last I, week? I am feeling a lot better. Oh, um, good. So uh, hopefully I don't have any coughing fits. I definitely will not be coughing as much as last week. Yay. Um, but I've just been... Oh, Max ran a marathon this weekend. Which That's was insane. Incredible. Um, I'm so freaking proud of him. He Aww, absolutely smashed it. And I got to see him for like 0.3 seconds and then he just zoomed right past. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, there was a, an, like a Chicago marathon app and you can like track the people that you're like the big oh, numbers of so the people cool. that you're tracking. And so I got, after I saw him pass, I was like, keeping an eye on him. And I got to see him cross the finish line, his little like... Like picture or like emoji cross the finish line. And I just, I don't know, me being a sappy bitch and dad's daughter, I'm like crying because I see him cross the finish line. But I also, we were, you know, drinking beers at like 10 a.m. and taking shots. So I also was a little bit tipsy by that point. So I was like, my man, cross the finish line of the marathon. (laughs) Like... It is crazy. Running is this bizarre. The few races I did, um, there was always like a beer tent. And like when you finished, it was like you get two free beer. Like, congratulations. You just depleted all of your energy, all (laughs) of your sugar reserves. Go grab a beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um. But that's amazing. God, a marathon. That's insane. I know. Like, it's just like, even the people walking it towards the end, like after everybody had finished and we were like waiting for like the people that we knew had finished and we were waiting to like meet up with them. Even the people that were like walking and in the later uh, groups, I'm just sitting here like, I 
I'm so impressed. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I could never, yeah, quite frankly, I could never run or even walk 26 miles, 26.2. So the fact that people are doing it and finishing and I'm just like, literally all 30,000 of you, I feel like a proud mama. Like, yeah, I kudos to you because I would not be able to do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All the people they're like running with their, uh, have one over here, but like their little goo packs, you know, it's just like straight carbs. Yeah. I've heard those are disgusting. Well, Max has a couple or he got one like in his goodie bag that was just like flavorless, I think. Yeah. But he's bought some in the past that, um, are like caramel flavor. So he's like, uh-huh. you know, worst case scenario, I can kind of like trick my body into thinking like I'm just sucking on like a packet of straight caramel. Yeah. Yeah. But you see people like running like this. And my friend Tori and I are like, are all of these people like hitting vapes while they're running? What are they doing? And I'm like, oh, of course they're not. It's like the energy goo that they're just yeah, like they're- sucking down the whole yeah. time. <laughs> It's like the same thing. We're like, what are they smoking while they're running? What the hell? Yeah. The signs at marathons are like my absolute favorite. Um, (laughs) When I ran my half marathon, and this was years ago, I would never, ever, ever, ever do it again. I was also going through a lot of shit, we'll just say. And oh, is that Miss Kitty? It is Miss Kitty. Um, I don't know why I asked. There's a tail on that cat. Yeah. Of course it's Miss Kitty. Yes. For uh, listeners, I have a cat with a nubbin. He has no tail. (laughs) And then Miss Kitty with a full tail. Um, Very cute. But my favorite sign that I like, people will just like write hilarious signs. Because part of it is like, you're running, you need something to like, keep up the motivation like you're literally doing the same thing for just like hours yeah Um, my favorite one that I saw it was like I think we were getting really close to the finish line it just said this is the worst parade I've ever seen and I (laughs) died laughing I was like that is the motivation I need in this last like quarter mile to make it to the end I love that was hilarious I was pretty proud of my sign this year. Cause I think what did last you year, say? Well, last year when he did his half, I was just like, woo, like, look at you go. Or like something kind of fun and like Yay, cute. Yay, Max. This year, um, I wrote, how are your nipples? <laughs> <laughs> are they bleeding? Like little like colorful stars everywhere. <laughs> there were a couple people like... You've run, like that ran past, and Tori was like, "Oh, just saw a couple bloody nipples." But there were a couple people as I'm holding them up that are like, "Burning! They're hurting so bad right now." And like, they run past. A couple minutes later, I got like a, "They're doing great. <laughs> Good for you." Yay, nipple! I think like women are definitely, maybe I should say, chesty people are definitely at an advantage where I feel like if you have a good fitting sports bra, yeah, you don't really have, and I feel like not to be like super vulgar, but where we wear bras all the time. Yeah. I would like to think we've built up a little bit of a tolerance, but I can't imagine. I just think of that office episode where, what are they 
doing a walkathon or a runathon for? Oh, is it the one that Michael Scott like? Yeah, is donates it because... so much money. And no, it's like... that's a, is this one because Meredith had rabies or something? A walk to I don't know. Whatever um, episode it is, I think Andy Bernard's nipples are like chased and bleeding, <laughs> and I was just like, I I just can't. I like that that would be terrible. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. Like, not only are you running, and I mean, for me at least, that freaking sucks. I am not a runner. Um, but then to have your nipples bleed on top of that, or like your nipples chafe, knowing that like your thighs or mine at least are going to be like chub rubbing the whole way. I've seen people doing like, uh, not necessarily deodorant, but like, like body glide. But they'll put it here and they'll put it on the back of their arm so that oh, when they're running, like they're not lube. chafing like the boat, like both sides yeah. of their armpit. Yeah. Um, Astro glide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and like <laughs> just like straight lube on their armpits. <laughs> <laughs> lube them up, This isn't for what you're thinking of when they go to check out. <laughs> I promise I'm running a marathon. Makes me faster. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if, like, your nipples started bleeding, like, at mile, I don't know, six, and just knowing you have 20 miles to run? That's insane. I would have just, um, you know, what is that scene in... Mean girls with the the nipples are cut out of her shirt. I would just rip holes so that yeah. your shirt's not rubbing on your nipples. You just yeah, or take your shirt off. Just fold nips out and just go yeah. Because I can't imagine. Not only that, like your legs are hurting, your lungs are hurting, everything's mm-hmm. hurting. Yeah, and on top of that, your nipples are bleeding and chafing. Absolutely not. No. Can, no. I would rather be cheering on everybody on the sideline. Yeah. Hindsight, but. that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Everybody kept asking me because we were like in their little run group uh, or the like, the running group that Max is a part of. We were in their cheer zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like me, our friend Tori, and then uh, Max's friend that is part of the run group. But like, and uh, one of our other friends, Izzy, and we were just like, there everybody else is a runner and everybody's like are you gonna run next year like oh my gosh max dude so well you gonna do it next year and i'm like fuck no yeah (laughs) you could not pay me to run 26.2 miles absolutely not i just love i think i okay so when we did the turkey trot as a family i was in my like i just ran a half marathon phase so i'm gonna freaking kill it so I, I wish I would have just stayed with you guys. I just remember you all saying that we were waiting, like, in the running area. Well, nobody knew. We were far nobody back. Nobody knew. So we were, like, far enough back. We were like, okay, obviously, like, people are going to be walking here. We'll we're be fine. so far from the, the starting line. The race starts. And then I just, Johnny's, like, reenactment of it, of, like, looking behind him in slow motion and then going, Run! Because, like, everyone behind you all just, like, started to run. And Johnny's in freaking skinny jeans. Skinny jeans and his pea coat. 
And like his New Balance gym shoes. And we're all like Matthew and I were running a little bit. I think Caleb was running. Um, yeah. But mom and Johnny were just walking it. And, <laughs> yeah. But we all started in the same spot. We and did. I just, yeah. And I just remember like mom, people passing us and mom like, oh my God, get over, get over to the side. Oh my God. Oh my God. And all of us are like panicking because we're stuck directly in the middle of the road and can't do anything about it. I mean, if that doesn't describe our family, I don't know what does, honestly. Also, there's something about that turkey trot that I'm just so proud that Johnny, (laughs) do you remember this? He got the very last spot, last place in his age group. Like, (laughs) oh, I'm pretty sure he had the longest time out of everybody in his age group because he just was like leisurely walking it the whole time in his skinny jeans and pico. Oh, my God. I do remember the sweatshirt he ordered. He wanted it to be like more form fitting rather than like baggy. And his was like a youth large. I remember that. When he held it up, it was literally like it could fit an American girl doll. It looked like <laughs> one of those like stretchy shirts from yeah. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. We should totally do the turkey trot again the next time we're all home. Yeah, we'll see. But not stand in an area that makes us look overly confident in our turkey trot skills. Right. Maybe yeah. we just start at the very back. It's like the time doesn't start until we cross the start line. Right. So yeah, we'll just start at the very back and see what happens. Also, the course back home is so hilly. Um, That's some serious shit for just like a we're going to walk Thanksgiving morning. Right. Why can't we do it on the flattest part of town and not (laughs) throughout every single hill that exists in our hometown? (laughs) Some of us are in jeans come and a peacoat, goddammit. I mean, come on. <laughs> what do you expect me to run? No. I'm only doing this so I can gorge myself on turkey later. I do like that Johnny said um, he was hoping everybody would like, <laughs> he liked the idea of everybody thinking like, damn, this guy's going to run in freaking skinny jeans and a peacoat. <laughs> Uh, we need to do that again. That was fun. That was fun. God knows when we'll all be back together for Thanksgiving, though. I now know. I hate that the holidays are so crazy. I know. I feel like we all just need to get on the same schedule with, like, in-laws and, like, the other side of the family. Yeah. Because it's hard that all of us have, I mean, Max and I, like, don't necessarily come home for Thanksgiving because it's, you know. Thanksgiving. It's, I don't. I literally only get Thursday off, so I would come home yeah. Wednesday, eat dinner, and then have to drive back. Go back in order to work on Friday. Um, Maybe what we should do is just like collectively, like, and I mean, maybe October's too close, but just say like, hey, like this year we're all going to be home for Christmas, mm-hmm. so let's all just make sure that we're all there at the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe every other or every year kind of figure out, like, when's the majority of us going to be home and then try to yeah 
Get everybody. I think but I, I have a ton of wine this year for Christmas. I'm so excited. Yes. Are you doing the uh the was it Aldi the Advent the wine advent calendar? It was the Costco advent calendar. Oh, um yeah. I will shout out one of my favorite Instagram accounts. I don't know if I mentioned her on here. Um her at it's at Looper Som S O M M. She's a sommelier in a restaurant in New York. You did talk about this. I don't know if it was I on one of our episodes. Her. Like I just, I love how she describes wine because it's very much like the words that she uses to describe. Like the other day, she was uh, actually reviewing one of the wines that I bought in that Bordeaux four pack, mm-hmm. and she was like. I feel like some Somalis almost get like way too fancy when they're describing stuff, but she was like, it smells earthy. Like when you're watering plants and you get like the water and the earth and all of that just kind of smell like mixing together. And you're just like, I know exactly what smell you're referring to. But she did say, and I did learn this from her page, uh, we do need to splash decant all of the Bordeaux's or open bottles. So she said um, a splash decant, like we could literally take like a clean, like floral vase, open up the cork, dump it in real quick, and then use the funnel and pour it back in the bottle, like just to aerate it. Because she kind of said like, these don't need to be like aerated for like hours and hours and hours. Um, but it's just like some really cool tips to where like, you know, she makes me try new wines that I've never heard of that like I'll see in a store and I'll be like, oh, Albarino. I've never had that wine before, I but I bought two bottles from Costco that I'm bringing so good. for Christmas. Um, so yeah, Christmas is going to be fun this year. Probably. Hell yeah. Well, um, speaking of wine, what's, what's in, in your, your cup, cup tonight? You go first. Um, I'm just drinking a Malbec that I got at the oh, store lo- oh, today. Oh, I love that one. Alamos, the... it's an Argentinian Malbec. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I am drinking a Garnacha because Spanish red wines just have completely stolen my heart. And if I die an untimely death, I've told Caleb I don't want a visitation. That just, like, freaks me out. I do want everybody to bring their favorite red wine and just sit around and, you know, do more of, like, a celebration of life type thing. So. Drink the whole bottle. Well, cheers. Look at us with our red wine. Yes. Uh, I know. It's, like, so. I keep. (laughs) Every time I drive to work, um, I keep seeing that tree at the end of my street. And I want to take a picture of it. Like, just every day as as the leaves change a a little bit more. Yeah, but I saw this at the store and I was like, it is just like delightfully fall now. So it's maybe red wine season. Yes. It is. And I, th- I don't have to chill it. I don't have to like throw it in the freezer and try and like chill it real fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I will say, speaking of trees, I am, I, and I don't know what causes the leaves to do certain things. I'm thinking we had too dry of a summer. 
I'm not seeing a ton of like orange and red leaves. Like literally everything is like turning yellow and then like dying and falling off. Oh. It's a slightly bummer this year yeah. for like all the fall stuff around Kentucky. Um we do have a governor election coming up, so I don't know if this is like a sign of what's to come. Hoping not. But get out know. and vote, y'all. Get out and vote. For real. Every vote matters. Yeah. You may think it doesn't, but every single vote matters. Get out and make sure that you're voting people into office that have your kind of values, you know. Yeah. There is nothing I love more than standing in line, getting ready to vote. And this might be the Virgo in me being way too judgy, but just seeing somebody and being like, I'm pretty sure my vote's going to cancel your vote out. (laughs) And I'm like, ha ha. (laughs) Not that it makes that much of a difference in Kentucky for me, but I do like that little ha ha. I'm going to cancel your vote out. Yeah. The last time we had an election, I want to say it was like this spring. It was our mayor, our mayoral (laughs) election. Um, Max and I went to our voting location. um, And at that point, I think it was just, maybe it was like a runoff election. We were just going between two people at this point. Like everybody else had been eliminated. Um, And so of course it's like the huge paper ballot. (laughs) Yeah. It's got like so-and-so. Or so-and-so on there. And I'm like, this, there's like 15 inches of just like paper that doesn't need to be, you you could have printed 17 more ballots on this paper. 18 trees had to die for this one ballot. Yeah. You're telling me we can't just like use an electronic thing to cast this vote? Yeah. Or like, what what about the little electronic ones like that we've used in the past? Why do we need, especially in Chicago, we have 3 million people in the city. Oh. Maybe it was just my voting location that used paper ballots, but I'm like, it just it's seems so It's 2023. Let's go. I just yeah. can't At believe At this point, it's... we should be able to text in our votes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe it's already, like, almost, like, it's October now. I know. It's and, like, crazy. soon it's going to be election season. And then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And yeah, it's crazy how quickly this year is going. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like I have heard things that I, I don't know if I, if I fully agree with this, but the older that you get, the faster time seems to move. That is 100% true. Because I think you have, like, as a kid, if you, you know, if say you're like five years old, one year is 20% of your life. Like, it feels like it goes on forever. But the older you get, it's such a smaller and smaller percentage of your life that it just feels like things are like flying by, which I hate. (laughs) I know. Well, and especially since having kids, I will be like... Like, just recently with the Amazon Prime stuff, I'm like, I need to fucking start Christmas shopping. I know. Like, how is it already? We're in the burr months. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It's crazy. Burr months. I saw somebody when it was, like, September. They were like, oh, my God, we're officially in the burr months. And I was like, (laughs) I love it. The last. The best months. Best months, burr months. 
Yes. Oh, speaking of months, I don't know if you got my Instagram message. Should we freaking plan a trip to Scotland someday? Oh, I did see that. I was going to ask if you saw my post. Yes. Yes. Here's what I have decided. Love Caleb dearly. He is not a planner. If I want to travel anywhere besides like our yearly vacation with his family, I need to travel with somebody else who will like help me plan stuff. Yeah. I think you and I need to start finding like a long weekend, you know, what I mean, obviously Scotland, we probably shouldn't do a long weekend. Probably should be like an extra long weekend, but just like something to like look forward to. Mm-hmm. somebody to help plan stuff with I think we should totally do Salem because next year I looked ahead Veterans Day is on a Monday and I get that day off of work so Ooh. Well, yeah and that'll be my birthday weekend yes it's like on a Friday or a Saturday no Saturday because we have a leap year it blew the kids minds when I told them we had a February 29th this year they were like what what? You're lying. Mom, February only has 28 days. And I said, not this year. It is weird that that. Why does like, that happen? Even as a thing. Well, like daylight just, savings. <clears throat> but I it's get like the a, point of it, but. Well, daylight savings is just not useful anymore. I love falling back. Yes. Death kiss but... to gaining an extra hour. Hate springing forward. Yes. But I will say, springing forward to getting an, an extra hour of daylight, amazing. That feels like the beginning of spring. Like, it you does. know, the sun's out till like 7 or 8 p.m. And you're like, yeah, whoa, here we go. But in Chicago, I think it's a little bit different. Like, growing up in Ohio, we were at the tail end of the time zone and now I'm at the very beginning of the time zone. So when we fall back an hour, the sun sets at like 4.15 like four. in Chicago. Oh my God, that's And insane. so working nights, I become nocturnal <laughs> for like six Vampire. months of the year. Because I, I work at like 4.30, so I wake up, you know, sometimes if I sleep in really late, oh, like that's I wake up and my whole day is just darkness. It's like you're living in Alaska. Like, you would literally get, like, two hours of daylight before going into work. Yeah, I could totally live in Alaska. See, I think I have reverse seasonal depression. I (laughs) thrive in, like, the shorter day months. Yeah. Six o'clock, jammies on, it's dark outside. Fuck yes. It's exhausting. Six o'clock in the summer when the kids are like, can we play outside? And I'm like, I don't think y'all understand how tired mommy is right now. (laughs) She's like falling asleep on the porch. (laughs) I'm like, like, God damn this sunlight. I just want to go to bed. (laughs) But I, I really do think I have reverse seasonal depression. I think I like part of it too is I feel like summer you just need to do so much because the days are so long that it's just mentally exhausting for me well and I also feel like not well two things (laughs) not only with our Irish and cold weather heritage 
Yeah, we I are, could knock me out of bed. the sun. I feel like our bodies are made to hibernate. <laughs> like we were we, give me a cold a cold like potato famine winter. <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> but we in the do- summer what? <laughs> <laughs> We do best dwelling in the darkness. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> What's that painful? <laughs> no, but I think in the, in the summer, I feel, I almost feel guilty for not doing a lot because yeah. you feel like it's a season where you have to be go, 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 yeah. go, yeah. which is exhausting because as an adult, especially mm-hmm. like post pandemic, you have... 70,000 weddings happening in one summer. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, not only is that busy, work is busy. You know, like, there's so many things going on in the city. You feel like you have to take advantage of it, especially here. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in your house for, like, six months. And by the end of it, you're going to hate it. Yeah. Um, But, honestly, I think think we're just hibernators. We love a little... A little cozy nest and some snacks. Just one oh my meal. god! Like, <laughs> give me a cozy blanket and like, you know that big poof chair that Rachel had? Yes. Like one of those. Give yeah. me a little like a little chair I can just cocoon into yeah. with my blanket and my snacks, and I'm good to go. We want to live our best cat lives during that span of time. Mm-hmm. Like, mom was, like, she'll jokingly would tell me, like, I hope in my next life I'm a cat and, like, I'm some rich lady's cat. And the older I get, the more I'm, like, I could really use a fucking break. I would love to be a rich lady's cat in my next life. Yeah. I want to be pretty much Marie from Aristocats. Yes. Like, yeah. I wanted <laughs> that white fluffy cat that just gets, like, milk and crackers and his friend with the mouse yeah. down, the, down the hall. Yes, that's what yeah. I want. But... One can only hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Bring me back as a cat. Give me cat. Give me cat. Big money. Big Please. kitty. Big kitty. <laughs> a human. My time as a human has not been enjoyable. A lot of the time. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, life is good. There are just, it just sucks being an adult. The older you get, the more you just realize, you know, yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah. If I could just be a kid and live, like, count down Christmas to Christmas, Mm -hmm. that would be perfect. Yeah. Bills, student loans. Nothing. Yeah. I know. I saw something the other day that was like, you know, kids are always like, oh my gosh, when I can't wait to be an adult, you can sleep whenever you want. Uh You can like stay up all night and go to bed like whenever, eat cake for every meal. You don't have to shower if you don't want. And then the comment below was like, you're just describing depression. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like everything that you idolize as a kid or like you want to have as a, like right. an adult when you grow up yeah. is just like I don't think you're mentally okay um, yeah you might need to talk to somebody <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so Genevieve kind of going off of that topic Genevieve's brain 
is very unique in the sense that she's getting older and she's coming up with like more complex thoughts. So she's just like questioning things a lot mm-hmm. more. So one time she was like, is this like, my brain is like making me wonder if this is heaven. And I said, it's definitely not heaven. And she said, how do you know? And I said, cause it freaking sucks here. Heaven better not be like this. If it is, zero part of it. No. Like, I, if it, send my elevator down. I don't want to <laughs> be here if this is what heaven is like. Please, thank you. Yeah. Either that or, like, let's just hope for eternal darkness. You know, like, yeah. maybe there's nothing after life and we're just, like, it's just and- in bed by six every night and it's dark just all dark just but cozy but cozy yeah but just to be a cat in eternal (laughs) darkness is this heaven hell no it's not that i almost was like fuck no it's not and then i was like okay you're a parent and you're not talking to another adult you're talking to your child but yeah oh definitely i told mom she was laughing but I was like, Mm-mm. this is all there is. I don't want any part of it. No. Take my name off that list. <laughs> when I hang out with Lady Gaga and the gays. Downstairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just one big sweaty party in hell. <laughs> yeah. Although I would like to know how our Eastern European would handle constant flames. I don't think it would be great. But you never know. I think I would be hurting a little bit. Yeah. But Just a couple to, blisters. Put it lightly, I definitely I would be in a little bit of pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I think uh, for me, it's like I have to choose to be sweaty. I'm okay being sweaty if I choose to be sweaty. If I don't have a choice in the matter, it's freaking miserable. But, like, if I go sit in a sauna and I'm sweaty and, like, if I'm working out and I'm sweaty, I'm fine. You're releasing toxins. Right. You know what? Walking outside to get the mail, not when I, that's not when I choose to sweat. No. Driving my car to work with my broken air conditioner. No. No. Not fun. Is that PT? She's not from the pee, but I have her. Oh, PT. She hates being picked up. Oh, does she? I pick her up anyway. Mm, Yeah. as well. Like, let me show you love. Last night I tried to pick her up, and I got her for a second. I held her kind of close, and I was able to give her a smooch on the head. And then, of course, she jumps out of my arms from, like, Five feet in the air. Yeah. Listen, all I want is one second and I'll put you back. I will put you back down. So, of course, I went to the other side where Lou was and I was picking him up and I was like, look, PG. Look at how Lou does it. (laughs) She's just on the other side of the door, like, bitch. (laughs) I don't want to be touched. No. She's like, I get it. Sometimes I'm a peachy. Yeah, only on my terms. That's it. Yeah, 
Exactly. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I was working on some of our YouTube descriptions. Did you peek? No, I saw episode seven and I pulled it up real quick because I was like, okay, well, maybe this will give me some ideas. And I was like, oh, wait, we're on episode seven. So I immediately exited out. I didn't cheat. Good. Well, I think even if you read the first couple things, I don't think you would know what it was about. My brain has the attention span of a squirrel. So if I did read the first like four sentences, there's a 100% guarantee I wouldn't remember them now. So (laughs) shall we get this party started? (laughs) I'm going to do that every episode. (laughs) For those of you that are listening, every time Heather throws up a peace sign, she gets either balloons or confetti. Is okay. The, one the one... sign is balloons. Yeah, double, double is confetti raining from the ceiling, and for understand. some reason, it only works on her screen. I can sit here with all of my fingers and toes and everything doing. I... <laughs> I'm so jealous. This is so mean. Why is this happening? I don't know. Here. I wonder, are you on a like, computer or a laptop? I am on a computer. I wonder if it's because I'm on my phone. Here. But how terrible would this be if we were really recording for like a news type segment thing? And I was like, can you believe it? Two guys. And then like just confetti starts pouring down in the middle of like a what should be a serious conversation. Here, wait, do it again. Oh no, did it play? I was gonna do the cheering. Damn, that's a long clip. That is this a new program. Do you have the sound effects. I have the the visual effects. Visual. I almost said yeah. side effects and I was like, that's not correct. Yeah. We have uh several different Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we are gonna have way too much fun oh my god i can't it's such like god it's such like an 80s laugh track too which kills me it really is <laughs> so for those listening if you want visuals we're gonna put this on youtube right yeah the videos Check will on- be on youtube the yeah. audio will be everywhere else go watch youtube yeah, well, you'll see what we're talking about. What's up? I feel like I saw something weird, but I'm also like, oh, it's three little dots. Okay. I thought it's not a ghost. I'm good. Okay, well, if it was a ghost, that's perfect um, for our topic today. Spooky? I do. I Yay! am taking us back home. Excuse me, to Dayton. Yes. Love and it. it's a place where you and I have both been several times. We grew up going there. Shut um, up. The Victoria Theater in Dayton. Oh, <gasps> no. I've yes. always heard that was haunted. Yeah, well, you're going to hear all about it, girl. Yes. Oh, my God. It's, I'm so excited. It's one of the oldest running 
theaters in all of North America. Ooh, um, that's exciting. Yeah. Shout out just, to Dayton. I know. Hell yeah. Um, so I have some notes just based on the history. Mm-hmm. And then I also have um shout out to um Chris Woodyard, Woodyard that Ooh. writes Haunted Ohio. There are a couple stories about the ghosts uh, from Victoria's Secret. Also, shout out Victoria's Secret. I mean, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Victoria's Secret. Victoria. <laughs> yeah, Victoria's Secret and Victoria. I bet Theater. Victoria Theater has a secret though. Oh, so. she's got so many know. secrets. So many. Um, but. I yeah, I stole this from dad many months ago. I was going to say, doesn't dad have a copy of that? He has two through four right now, and I have copy number one. <laughs> if um, he is listening right now, his anxiety just shot through the freaking roof. <laughs> well, I borrowed it. I Honestly, I can't even remember when I borrowed it. Um, oh, well, if he doesn't know it's gone, it doesn't matter. And then I just never gave it back. So we'll give it back at some point. But, you know, it's if, perfect. If he, if he asks where it is and if you have it, just say that's hearsay. <laughs> Your Honor, objection, hearsay. It, wor- <laughs> it works in court. So, yeah. You'll be Why good. can it work in daily life? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> the Victoria Theater. Apologies if I call it Victoria's Secret, because I really don't mean to. Um, we all know what you mean. I got a couple uh, sources. This one is DaytonVistas.com, um, History of the Victoria Theater and the Turner Opera House. Um, and then a couple other, like, Dayton Daily News had an article about mm. it. Um, so it opened January 1st in 1866 under the name Turner Opera House. It was named it. Yeah. And that's not even the only other name that it's had. It's had it's gone through like Okay. We'll have to and, count because it's gone through like seven names at least. In eighteen sixty-six. I am not good with history. Wasn't that one year after Civil the War. Civil War. That yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Isn't that like near or during the Civil War? Okay. But remember when Grandma and Grandpa used to take us to the Nutcracker? Yeah. I I we remember totally go this year. That and also, um, we saw cats there. Um, Was that we, we saw, saw cats? I'm pretty sure. I think. I want to say 42nd Street was maybe. The Schuster Center? Okay. I can't remember. We did see a... T- I think we saw, like, the Cinderella Ballet at yes. Victoria Theater. We saw a lot of ballets there. Yeah. Okay, so it was um, originally named the Turner Opera House, named after the Turner brothers, Joseph and William, that built it. Um, oh. They were in the beer business, like the brewery distilling business. Um, Interesting. And they wanted to dabble in the theater so they built it in 1866 or it was open in 1866 um january 1st that's an interesting i wonder if that was on purpose yeah doesn't that seem like an odd like coincidence that that's when they would be opening yeah a little bit maybe it's just me after a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) i think they started building it in 1861 and then oh, it was officially, shit. like, done and opened 
January 1866. Because it's a huge building. You can see in the picture, it's like, what, like seven stories? No, hold on. That's exaggerated. I need to stop exaggerating. Maybe like four, five? Let me see. Six, maybe. It's hard to tell with the windows because they they look like there are some that have like two-story windows. Um, Plus, it's got kind of like that gabled roof on top that I don't know if that's a floor or if that's five and then like attic space for sure yeah so like five or six yeah um after an apparent arson in 1869 is that picture number two that's picture number two the theater burned down for the first time um everything except the facade was lost and during this fire the entire block that it's on like the grocery stores the shop shops next to it everything burnt down oh um, god except for like just the very stone facade of what? the building um, oh, that's creepy yeah, which is picture number two, where you see, like, everything gone except for just the very front. So, the amount of people gathered outside yeah. in picture number two, like, you can tell there was not much going on. Yeah, but I, I Everybody also, was, like... I was reading stuff of, like, people, um, like, trying to help the firemen um, get people out uh, and save people. Um, so it oh, just, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, the grocery store owner, um, next door ended up passing away in the fire. Like the building Aww. or like part of it collapsed on him. Um, yeah. and the firefighters in order to like save themselves weren't able to save him. Um, so it was rebuilt and reopened. This was 1869 that this happened. Rebuilt completely. And reopened in 1871. Um, it was a few stor- stories shorter than the original, using like the lower portion of the original facade. So you'll see it goes from like five stories in an attic to like four stories in the new building, oh, okay. like what we know now. Um, and so this is when we see <clears throat> the first of several name changes. Um, it was renamed to the Dayton Music Hall, and then over the, the years, the Grand Opera House, the Victoria Opera House, and then renamed again in 1903 to the Victoria Theater um, to honor Queen Victoria's passing, um, which oh, I think happened in like 1901 or something. Um, and then in 1913, Dayton experienced the Great Flood. Oh, so yeah. This poor building... <laughs> It's just going it's really, through it. It's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. This isn't even all of it, though. So <laughs> they experienced the Great Flood. The theater survived, um, but not without damage to the ground floor. Um, it was fixed pretty quickly, and all was well until about five years later. Shit. So then January 16th, 1918, the Victoria Theater was damaged in yet another fire. <laughs> But Ah. this time, it took significantly longer to rebuild due to the scarcity of materials during World War I. Um, So it took several years to rebuild this time. Um, And then when the war ended and the theater reopened, its name was changed yet again to the Victory Theater to celebrate the Allied power success in World War I. Oh, that's cool. Um, At some point in there, I had, like, conflicting dates that I saw. 
Um, but the theater started playing movies and like, like they called them like, uh, talking pictures, um, <laughs> on the website well, that, that I saw. hasn't been a movie around Ooh. here in 25 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, it was going pretty well from like the early 1900s until about, uh like the 1960s, 1970s, they started to see a decline in attendance due to the push oh, for bad. suburban development. There was less people downtown going to shows. Um, that makes sense. And so by 1971, the Victory Theater was closed and there were threats of it being demolished. And I have a quote here from, uh, I believe it was the DaytonVistas.com article. <laughs> it said, quote, Cost for renting films had also risen, as well as fire insurance rates. <laughs> I mean, like, you burn down twice; those rates are going to be a little bit more expensive. You need to have insurance for your fire. Uh, one one thing I saw was like um, the original time it built down; it was like five hundred, almost like half a million dollars in damages, and the insurance Jeez. over covered like only covered like a hundred and twenty six hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars of it. So they it, they just were like fucked essentially. Yeah, um, and you know that now that's probably like I like that was what eighteen something whatever dollars versus yeah. now. I bet it was millions and millions and millions. Yeah, where's Karen when you need her? Because she's just yeah. Kilgara, <laughs> queen, queen of inflation, <laughs> like guesstimating inflation. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then, so as of 1971, the Victory Theater was closed um, and there were threats of it being demolished. But Daytonians rallied behind the theater um, getting it added to the National Register of Historic Places oh, nice. in 1972, which didn't fully save it from the threats of being demolished, but it made it a lot harder to go through with all of that. Gotcha. Um, they also helped fundraise for the theater, and <clears throat> I I watched a YouTube video. I think it was from the YouTube video that I saw, which we can link below. Um, he, Somebody was talking about... Um, how they had no government assistance for like the fundraising and, you know, redoing it in the seventies and like moving forward. It was all just crowdfunded. Yeah. All crowdfunding, all like Dayton citizens, essentially. That's Um, so crazy that like the city wasn't even like, all right, fine. We'll throw in $20,000. You yeah. know what I mean? That's I, crazy. I think they were able to, like, get the help of some charities and, like, some, like, local organizations, but for the mm-hmm. most part, like, state, local, federal funding, none Nothing. of that came in to help the theater. Um, so then it was renovated again, and the Victory Theater Association purchased the building officially from their real estate company in 1978. So now it's officially owned by the Theater Association. Um, and so they're doing a little bit of renovations here and there, like minor ones. And then in 1989, they did like a super huge renovation. Um, so up until this point, what we know as the lobby of the Victoria theater used to be retail businesses. Like you can see in some of the pictures, if you go through, oh, um, look, 
like the fourth slide, you can see this is when it was the Victory Theater. I looked, this one is roughly 1964 because I was able to see what movie was playing, like what was advertised. Um, oh, that's crazy. On the screen. So you have like a restaurant, you have like a dry cleaning, a jeweler. Um, so the complete, the first floor essentially is just all businesses. Um, and then if you go to slide five, this is what we know and like know of the theater today. Um, oh, yeah. So you have that like grand lobby down in the, in the front. Um, but the ground floor was converted into the lobby that we know today, removing the retail spaces that were once there. At this point, many of the original original details were restored and the theater reopened again in 1990 with the former name Victoria Theater. And it has been ever since. That is so crazy that like it reopened in 1990. Yeah. And then, like, literally years later, we started going to all these shows, which is crazy because I'm sure, like, growing up in Dayton, grandma and grandpa probably went to plays and movies and performances. Yeah, Um, and lived through it, like, closing down in the 70s and being at risk of being demolished. And wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, And so then I have, after many years of hardship and destruction, the Victoria Theater celebrated its 150th anniversary in 2016 and that's not even the spooky stuff that's just the Mm -hmm. the history of the building that's the meat and potatoes yeah but uh this one is called the eternal curtain call it says the victoria boasts at least two ghosts the most well-known um is a ghost that they have nicknamed miss vicky which I just love because we also know a Miss Vicky. Um, yeah, she sounds real sassy. Yeah. It says, a flirtatious phantom who in life was an actress. Uh, in the early 1900s, she retired to her dressing room between acts to change into a black taffeta dress for her next scene. Another actor met her coming down the stairs. She stopped and said, I forgot my fan, and then went back up the stairs to her dressing room. <clears throat> and she was never seen again. Shut up. Yeah. It says the black taffeta dress she changed into was gone, as well as the matching fan. There was no sign of foul play. It says it was if a crack had opened in the wall and she had walked into it. Um, that is insane. Of course, you know, it says the gossip, gossip's wagging tongues whispered that Vicky had run off with a lover. It says, except there were only two exits from her dressing room, down the stairway past the guard um, who saw her enter, or out a third story window. So it's never been solved. Um, she, I've read that the dressing room that she was using, I believe that might be slide seven, eight, ten. Sorry, slide ten is the dressing room. Um, it honestly, it just looks like a normal dressing room, but yeah. Apparently, the door refuses to stay shut. Um, you can hear footsteps walking around, like, backstage, on the stage. You'll get, uh, whiffs of her perfume that smell like roses as she walks by, and it'll move throughout the whole theater. It's been seen in, like, or smelled in, like, the lobby. It's been seen or smelled in the, uh, the audience, like, in the house. It's been smelled in just literally everywhere, like, up in the offices on, like, the second and third floor, um, 
But it also is said that actors don't like to use this dressing room because sometimes they see her reflection staring back at them in the mirror. That would be terrifying. I know. So scary. I hope she was just like a sassy fan. It's like (laughs) her little... (laughs) (laughs) Just like fanning herself in the mirror and they're like, who's this fabulous bitch? Uh, the black half of the dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it says Vicky must have been an enchanting creature for she manifests herself in ultra feminine ways uh, by the delicious ruffle of her taffeta petticoats, by the elusive scent of her rose perfume that lingers where she is passed, by a light tap of her footsteps across the stage. Um, it also has said like people. During news segments, they've heard her. Um, the house manager, David Hastings, has heard or footsteps and, like, felt her brush past him. Um, oh. It also goes on to say, uh, Vicky initially didn't like the plans to restore the Victoria. Which, I've heard ghosts never, yeah. like, you know, you renovate things and you yeah. hear of spirit activity picking back up. Um, you know their motto is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but apparently she's been responsible for like chairs vibrating in offices and they've like searched the whole building to see if there's like motors running or like what else could cause it. And sure enough, yeah. there's like nothing on that could cause it. Um, oh. but yeah. And it how says, weird that her name is Miss Vicky and it's the Victoria Theater. I think they probably did that on purpose. I think you that's think just, so? I think it's a nickname because I, everything I saw, they don't know who the actress is or like, oh, I'm not been able to find okay. like, the actual record of who this actress was. I was um, like, holy shit. What are the goddamn chances? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Okay. That makes more sense. Oh, it was during the renovation construction workers had their tools moved mysteriously um, they would report feeling somebody behind them, and then there was, like, nobody there when they would turn around. Um, and then it says, you know, let's... <laughs> yes, the perfume has been real busy. <laughs> That's what the house <laughs> the house manager says. The perfume has been real busy. She's letting us know that she's still here. <laughs> Perhaps that means Vicky is more relaxed about the renovation and getting back to her old haunts. Um, there's also reports of somebody seeing an employee seeing her dress, but not like in, I think it was in a bathroom. Yeah. And that's weird. She went to the supply closet, um, in the women's restroom on the third floor and saw, heard like a kind of rustling noise and saw the dress kind of billowing out No, the stall, one of the stall doors opened. Um, while she was in there she said it was super dark so she couldn't see like things really well um yeah the stall doors open you see the black taffeta dress um there was like no no head no arms like nothing it was just the dress that she saw and she later on went to like turn on the lights and search everything in the restroom and there was nothing 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 there oh yeah that's crazy spooky um but then also, okay, so that is Miss Vicky. 
if you go to, I, I also just have a couple like really pretty pictures of the inside of the theater because it honestly is like oh, yeah. one of it's the most really beautiful theaters. It's very old and very small now compared yeah. to other theaters and auditoriums. But I mean, everything you see pretty much is from the original uh, like reconstruction in the late yeah. 1800s. Um, well, and how fancy did we feel as kids? Oh. Like, not only going to the Victoria Theater, but, like, seeing the Nutcracker Ballet there. Yeah. Like, it was just such, like, a magical thing for us. But even as, like, a five or six-year-old, I remember feeling like, we're going to the theater. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. fancy night at the theater. <laughs> Give me my black taffeta dress, yeah. mother. <laughs> Bring me my pearls, mother. We're going to the theater. <laughs> and then you whip your fan out. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's another ghost um, that if you go to picture six and picture eight, you can see the booth that I will be talking about. Um, picture eight is like more of a direct picture of the booth. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you're sitting in the audience, the booth on the left-hand wall. So okay. they were calling it house left from the audience. If you're on the stage, it would be stage right. Yeah. Um, but there's a young girl, which <clears throat> they have asterisks by these names. I'm not sure if this is like an original or if like this is the real name or if they've changed the names. Um, yeah. But it says, at the turn of the century, a young girl named Lucille was sitting in one of the boxes at the Victoria. Um, in those days, folding screens were placed at the entrances of the boxes to keep out drafts and to hide the maid who accompanied the young woman as a chaperone. Somehow the chaperone was lured away, and a violent madman dragged Lucille behind the screen and assaulted her. Oh my um, god. Other theater patrons heard her screams and rescued her before she was murdered by the lunatic. Um, so question, the theater screen, they're saying over her box, there was a screen so I'm, people couldn't see in. I'm thinking it's like behind where you would walk the into chair. the booth. Yeah. Okay. Like, so almost the, like the one door of those would little like, the box. Okay. I gotcha. Oh my God. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and it says, you know, they moved away. Her and her family moved east, and she lived to be an old woman, um, you know, lived a long life after that. But something of that violent assault lingered on to haunt the box. Um, it was said that whenever anyone of a vicious temperament, anyone with anger in their heart, came into the box, the temperature would drop. Um, <sighs> and it goes on to say, five years later, um, Hastings, the house manager, <clears throat> David Hastings, uh, and his friend, again, asterisk Steve, were checking the house before leaving for the evening. Steve is a psychologist, and he didn't know the story of the box. As Steve entered the box, he let out a yell. Hastings said, I came rushing upstairs, calling, what happened? What's the matter? Um, and I heard Steve exclaim, I feel like I've been slapped. By the time I got to him, he was sitting in the back of the theater, his face in shadow. Did you and Lucille get into an argument? I teased him. He mumbled something about an insect bite as he moved into the light there and printed very clearly on his face. Visible even through his beard was the red mark of a handprint. 
Oh says, my God. Why would Lucille single out Steve? I asked Hastings. Was he a violent sort of person? He smiled slightly. He was a very angry person. One of the angriest people I've ever known. Jeez. So I wonder if you, Lucille's just like, get fucked, you yeah. angry man. Stay the hell out of my box. For any listeners in Dayton that are currently in the market to date somebody, go on a date, reserve <laughs> the box. The left the <laughs> left box. <laughs> yeah. If your date gets slapped on the cheek, then you'll know he's got anger issues. Yeah. You got to let Lucille vet oh all these God. guys for you. Yeah. You know what? Good for her. For being that spirit that's like, I've lived my life, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to assault anybody that has, any man that has anger issues. Yeah. Or I guess anybody. I think you and I need to go back and splurge on box tickets for the Victoria Theater and try and get the left box. And, and we'll dress, we'll put on our velvet gloves and don our <laughs> nicest outfits for the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, mom would be so embarrassed. <laughs> we no. have to take her with us. Let's fill her in. I don't know if she believes in this kind of stuff, but it would just be funny to see mom's reaction during all of it. As we're like, did you feel that? Yeah. It got cold all of a sudden. Mom would be like, shut up. Well, like, well, one of those, uh, the, like, TV uh, magic and, like, fake slap each other and be like, ah, Lucille. (laughs) Mom, Lucille's attacking me. Yeah. Let's get dressed up to the freaking nines like it's the 1900s, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll take Mom and Janet. And then we'll just not tell them anything. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They'll think they're just having a night at the show and we're, like, yeah, we've got all of our EVP and like ghost hunting equipment under our dresses. <laughs> our little, what are those little metal? Things? Yeah, they, they cross each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get settled, and I just pull a Ouija board out of my skirt. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my, oh god. my god, mom! I think they would leave yeah. us there. We'd have to hitchhike back home. She really would. She'd be like, I'm tired of this shit. And yeah. she would, her and Janet would, Janet would, I think, stay to see what happened. Yeah. So mom would turn mom to would the, be the like, Ouija board and, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> there is one other ghost, though. Um, That's crazy. <clears throat> this story is uh, a little bit shorter. Um, it says sometime in the 1880s, there was a suicide in the theater. Now, oh God. I don't know if this. It doesn't say anywhere I looked. It doesn't say if it was during a show, not during a show. Random. I'm not. Sh- yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But this man is said to have impaled himself on a knife fastened on the back of a seat. He like wedged <gasps> it in the seat somehow and threw himself onto it. I would hope that that would not have happened during a show because I would like to think somebody would have been like. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But I don't know what the temperament was in like the 1880s. Yeah. You know, maybe people were just like, as long as they're not bothering me, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but the, it says the blood ran down the Victoria's floor into the orchestra pit. 
And Ugh, I hope so to he... God the orchestra was not in there when this happened. Um, Could you imagine? No. Absolutely terrifying. It's also been reported that this man's face is seen near or like on the drapes that hung in the doors to the backstage. Um, oh, before, that's I think before they were replaced by like real doors, which I think if you look on, I'm curious if it's okay. Now that's not loading. Um, I I'm curious if it's the doors directly underneath the box that we were just talking about. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. Or I, I'm so not sure. Just to the side of the stage. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but also I've never seen this guy's face. So I don't know if it's like a door that you can see more like back in the stage like a- or if it's like in the, the house, like the auditorium yeah. uh, part of it. Um, yeah. So that, that, those are the stories of the ghosts of the Victoria Theater. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, I've always heard it was haunted, but I didn't know the specifics. But I also think, like, you go to an old theater, so you're just automatically like, it's probably haunted. And then that's how some of those rumors start, you know? Yeah, yeah but so. very spooky stuff. That lady vanished without a trace. Over That's the years, crazy. Um, I'll send you the YouTube video that I watched too. It was like a real short video of some guy uh, touring it with David Hastings, a house manager. And he was going into more detail of like, um, he said something like the marble that they used in the lobby is some of the same marble or like the same type of marble that Michelangelo used to use when he was like, carving all of these beautiful statues and things. Um, Crazy. They also said there was before uh, before they like really renovated it, there was a speakeasy in the basement during Prohibition. And so at some point, they're like in the tunnels downstairs in the basement like backstage, and he pulls aside a curtain and you see where a door has been bricked over. And they said when the police would come in, everybody would dip out this back exit and oh. run down the hall and escape so they wouldn't get in trouble. Um, and it's just that fascinating. They also were saying um, Houdini performed so like four times at the Victoria Theater along with some other illusionist. Shut up. Yeah. He was like pointing out. It's honestly this. It, the YouTube video was like five minutes long, but it was so interesting. So he was like, yeah, yeah, they were standing in the middle of the, um, the dressing room. And he was like, yeah, I think it was the dressing room he said back in the day, you used to be able to see like right up to the trap doors that Houdini used to use. And essentially uh-huh. during his shows, he would fall through, he'd land, and then he'd be, like, running through all the halls downstairs and within a minute, like, come out the other side as if he had just, like, escaped from whatever. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. It was just God, so cool. Houdini was there? Yeah. That's crazy. Just a very old, very beautiful, spooky yeah. theater. 
Um, I say we definitely try to get tickets to a show soon mm-hmm. so we can, one, smell for rose perfume. Two, obviously get the box seats to meet Lucille. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know how we would try to find the third ghost, but we'll just stare at some doors. Yeah. Ah, spooky. Do you remember, though, when we went? I don't remember what show it was. It might have been Cats, I think, or Cinderella. It was a ballet that we went to, but they had a bin of... Point shoes. Dead point shoes that were signed. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel so angry that I let one of my friends borrow them for her senior pictures. And then we had a falling out and I never got them back. Are you serious? Yeah. I have no idea where mine are. But, but I, I remember to, trying to like shove my feet in those shoes and like thinking I was a ballerina. Yeah. I used to cut like, you know, the tips of my socks off to make. Um, yes. Like toe like pads. The little inserts. <laughs> the toe yeah. pad inserts essentially. Yeah. I'd be in my bedroom doing my ballet. Mom and dad would probably hear me like twisting my ankles upstairs. But it was fun. Yeah. I love it. It was just awesome. So many memories with grandma and grandpa and, like, all of the cousins going there. And it was, like, early, I feel like, in our Christmas break. So we would go see, like, the Nutcracker or some show. And it was, like, the perfect kickoff to, like, the holidays. Yeah. For us. I'm going to look up tickets now. So fun. We really should. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We have to get box seats where Lucille is. I know. And I'm thinking like, it's not, you know, it is a, it's a a nice theater, but there are so many other theaters that like the Schuster centers in Dayton now that is just massive. So are box seats at the Victoria theater really going to be that expensive? I would like to think now we'll have to research it. Should we take Max and Caleb? No. And see who makes it out of their life. <laughs> I'm worried um, that I don't think Max has ever been to like a ballet or anything like that. And I worry yeah, that Caleb he would go in with just an attitude of like, I hate this. This is so not my scene. And then Lucille's just yeah. going to choke him out in the box. <laughs> That's how Caleb would be too. And we, you and I would be like, all right, so we're going to have to have a conversation now. You've met Lucille. As we're joking, like, let Lucille vet the men that you're dating. You and I are going to be like, son of a bitch. Do we have to break up with our men? <laughs> God. You file okay, for divorce. Caleb. And like, a ghost told me he wasn't good enough. We need couple therapy because Lucille is fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. We really should go and then tell mom all of this before. Yeah. Because you knew she would go into it being like, you guys aren't going to smell rose perfume. Yeah. Or you're not going to feel any cold spots. And I feel like we should totally play into that. Like, did you just smell rose perfume? Because <laughs> I would just love to see mom's face. Like, shut up. <laughs> I'd just bring a little spray bottle of rose perfume. Oh, <laughs> But also, I would actually want to smell it. Like, I would actually want something to happen and be able to believe it, based on all of these stories. Yeah. If I ever 
were to have an experience like that, I would need you there with me because I feel like we would both freak out, but then we could also like laugh about it and still be like, everything's going to be fine. You met a ghost. It is no big deal. I'm picturing us like shocked, terrified faces, but like smacking each other's arms. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> uh, we have to do it. All yeah. right. So Salem. Salem. Scotland. Scotland. Victoria Theater. The, I'm with the Victoria Secret. <laughs> Victoria Theater. Easier to uh, check that off of our bucket list. Yeah. Too, but we got to do it. Yeah. Well, oh, that was so good. Thanks. Now I want to go back to Dayton like really bad and just walk around the people. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been the ghost stories of Victoria C- Victoria Theater. <laughs> we God, will never damn. be able to not say Victoria oh, Secret. God, I'm just forever haunted by Les Wexner. <laughs> and boobs and bras. God, Blech. yeah. I'm just like traumatized by growing up in like the Make your boobs five times bigger. Grow five cup Uh, sizes with this bra. Yeah. I was just going to say we grew up in like the push-up bra era for sure. We should do a deep dive on Victoria's Secret and also... Is he from Ohio? Yeah, he lives in Westerville. Um, Not Westerville. Columbus. Columbus area. New Albany. He lives in New Albany. But he also was friends with... Uh, I almost said Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Epstein. Disgusting. And Less the for sure. The medical center. It could be like a three-part series, but we should for sure do a deep dive into that. Yeah. Also, the the emergency room at Ohio State is called the... It's not only the Wexner Medical Center, but I shit you not... It's the Abercrombie and Fitch emergency room. I'm pretty sure. Because it's I would all... not feel confident in medical services provided there if I had to no. go. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. If not, I'll like drop in like a, hey, it's me, editing Colleen. <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> I'll update that. But I'm pretty sure it's like the Victor- the uh, Abercrombie and Fitch like emergency room. Which is just like so... disgusting. Nashville has a doctor in cowboy boots. The Abercrombie and Fitch wing has what doctors in like scrub pants, but no scrub top. Yeah, just all the models that used to like post up at all of the malls around America. What oh a my weird, a weird time. And I was working at history. Old Navy when that happened when Abercrombie and Fitch opened at the mall. And, like, I remember co-workers taking their break and being like, we're going to go walk over and see the model. That's weird. And I was like, that sounds really pointless. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird, such a weird time. Yeah. I love um, deep diving in YouTube of just, like, abandoned malls. Like, people walking around all of these, like, mega malls that are just, like... They're still technically open because there's, like, maybe two stores, but it's, like, 
wings are kind of blocked off and like things are yeah it looks like people have just up and left but then you have like the 75 year old mall walkers and that's it yeah (laughs) spooky yeah i would love to see the mall in richmond kentucky was basically non-existent when Caleb and I were in college at EKU, and I bet it's even worse now. Yeah. And I bet only the mall walk if it's open, only the mall walkers go there. Yeah. That's crazy. Just weird how things change like that. It but, is. But least... I'll be honest, I would much rather online shop than deal with mall craziness. Oh, yeah. At, like, the holidays. God. And, like, the Black Friday and all of that, people would wake up, like, it just, that, we should deep dive in that, because that's insane. Yeah. Like, the yeah. stories I have from working at Target, and, God, it was chilling. Like, the doors would open, you'd be, like, counting down, like, the seconds on your watch, and you'd hear <laughs> the door open, and then you just hear, like, <sighs> like, running to um. electronics, and I'm just there, like... <laughs> I have 12 hours of this. Oh, my God. I'm only 18. that's terrible. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, consumerism, baby. Um, Real quick, what has been your glimmer this week? Ooh. Do you have one? I don't know if I have one. I need a one. Um, I think my glimmer this week was... The after party after the marathon. Ooh. Max's running club had an after party at a bar and it was packed. Like so many people, which was a little bit stressful because I am very out of practice after like the last Mm -hmm. several years of the pandemic. Going to like a crowded bar like that is like, oh my God. Um, Yeah. But just, like, letting loose, celebrating everybody. Like, they were all wearing their medals. They're all dancing and having a good time. Um, And to be honest, I'm just looking around and, like, seeing all of Max's friends and just thinking, like, every single one of his friends is so nice. And I finally have, like, met all of them. And I'm getting to that point where, like, even though I work when they are hanging out mostly, like, I'm getting to know them more and I'm just excited like they I don't know everybody was so fun it was it was a good time to hang out and let loose and I'm just impressed that how crazy everybody was dancing after running 26.2 miles that oh. their legs were still attached to their bodies because some yeah, of them and- are like you know like the Rasputin dance from Just Dance how they're like down and up and down and oh, up. Yeah. Like, people were doing that. Ugh. People were like just jumping and I'm like, how are you alive yeah. right now? <laughs> That's too much. But no, it was a really good time. Oh good. What was your glimmer this week? <sighs> That's a tough question because as soon as I brought this up, I was like, I didn't even really think about this. Could be something um, small. Doesn't matter. I slept in until 10. On Sunday, because mom had the kids. That sounds awesome. It was really nice. I did straight up panic because, oh, here's Ringo. He might be in appearance. I don't know. Oh, sweet boy. There he is. He's just laying down. He's a good old boy. 
He's huge. He is the size of a goddamn mini horse. Um, <laughs> and he sleeps in bed with Caleb and I. You need a so. king size bed or like a California yeah. king. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I slept in until like 10. Caleb and Ringo too. And then our mower broke down like halfway through the summer. So we had just some guy um, come by and mow. And he was like, oh, I'll stop by Sunday morning. And <laughs> I heard his mower start up. And I was like, oh, my God, he's here. What time is it? But it was just such a nice, like, I had no concept of time. I got to sleep in. That, it was really nice. That sounds awesome. That's needed yeah. when you have little kids. Yes. Ship them to grandma's and sleep in. Yes, absolutely. I love yeah. that for you. Good. Thanks. That sounds great. But, well, friends, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We did it again. We did it again. We're an hour and 35 minutes in. Jeez. <laughs> so many tangents we can cut out a lot from the start i feel like that was just a lot of like catch-up conversation well it was but i think it's fun but we also it is it was like 30 minutes of us just talking which you know true yeah people don't want to listen to it you can skip it skip ahead i'm not judging a listen is a listen skipper's gonna skip just just skip it (laughs) just Rate and review. That's all we ask. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what's in your cup. What are you drinking? What little glimmering goodness has happened to you this week? I hope you're listening to this in your black taffeta dress with a fun little beverageino. Your fan, on the other hand, just... Little spritz of rose perfume. Mm. Just grandma. Just all grandma. Either that, yeah, but or I hope you have the coziest blanket and all the snacks, and you're just like fully yes. settling in for hibernation season. Yes, for our autumnal peeps, seasonal depression be gone. We're in our era mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you step on those crunchy leaves, babes. Hell yes, <laughs> we're in bed by six thirty. <laughs> yeah. cup of tea no screen time just books just books (laughs) well we love you thank you for listening thanks we will catch you next time one more confetti for the road (laughs) god damn it i'm so jealous we'll do some blanks now Goodbye. Bye.